When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. No, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Actually, it's Purple Access. Zolgad, Star Tribune Sports columnist Chip Scoggins, who is actually out of the Vikings right now because it's Wednesday and they have media access starting early in the morning with Kevin O'Connell and executive producer Declan Goff. All right, Chipper, uh, let's start here. It's week one. It's the Packers. On Sunday afternoon at U.S. Bank Stadium, and I have a feeling, I have a feeling the Vikings are going to win this game. I don't know why exactly. It's probably part of the fact that things are new here, and it is exciting. But what's your sense now, and and especially because it's not like from the three exhibition games, we got a, like a big view of things. What's yeah. your What's your sense as we're about to start or, or your excitement or your, um, or your, you know, realistic opinion of this team now as we get a yeah. uh, set start? Yeah, I agree with you, Judd. If I had to pick uh, a winner, I would probably go with him just for, uh, I, I feel like they're going to be emotionally, you know, sky high, obviously, new coach, new season, new everything. Um, and I can't give you a sound reason why that should tip the scales for them over Aaron Rodgers and, and that defense, but I just feel like, um, the emotion of the day will probably carry him yep. and it, it matters. So we were doing our, uh, our season projections on, on Star Tribune and all the writers, I, I toggled back and forth between nine and eight and 10 and seven, and I landed on nine and eight. I feel like this team should have a winning record. I feel like they have too much talent not to have a winning record. I feel like they should be, you know, that should put them in the mix for a playoff team. But I, I could see 10 and 7. Um, I just think, you know, it's, it's dangerous to compare last year because, it's, you know, everything's independent each year, as Brad used to say. But there were so many close games that, you know, it wasn't like this team was getting blown out of the water continuously. I feel like they have – too much talent to be that kind of team, yeah. right? And so if they can, as O'Connell says, work the margins, you know, and, and figure out how to be better in those critical situations, end of halves, end of games, win some of those, um, you know, I think they should be a playoff team. So, but but I'm writing this call for tomorrow, Judge. Like, this is a freaking mystery, <laughs> this team. Like, it's, it's like – a big reveal coming because uh, we didn't see anything in the preseason. You know, there's going to be new wrinkles and new 
look on offense. We know defense with the three, four. I'm just curious to see. We don't know how this coach coaches the game. Um, I'm just curious to see how it all looks. This is one of the most excited I've been just from a curiosity standpoint Yeah, uh, for a Viking season because of exactly that. Like there's just so many things about the, this team. And here's the, so here's the one thing they've done that I find super intriguing them. And I, I disagreed with this at the time. I admire it now because it takes some cojones. But I think what I I think the thing that really gets me is is this: they definitely stripped away from from what they consider to be subpar depth. You, you know, the the final cut <laughs> yeah. showed that. But you know, from day one, they came here and kept the majority of starters. They kept the majority. So so they are going to with Quazy and and O'Connell certainly. When they kick off on Sunday, they they are purposely applying a lot of pressure that they could have that they could have taken off themselves, yeah. and that's and that's what intrigues me is is like there there is rightfully so an expectation that this team should be good. There there's no hey we're going to hit a reset here. So and and I don't know that there is such a thing, Chipper, as a competitive rebuild, which is Quasi's word. So yeah, it's I, intriguing. Yeah, but- I think, but I, now it makes more sense to me what a competitive rebuild is. They're rebuilding the depth, right? And got rid of some of the young guys, but they still want to be competitive, you know. So it's 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 clear that they it's almost a running back approach, and you're banking on hey, we're going to have better situational coaching than what Mike Zimmer staff provided, yep. and we're going to win those close games because every game in the NFL is seemingly close. Um, but it's you're right. They got rid of the uh, the layer of backups and replaced those with younger guys and people that you know their draft class. But by and large, the front line starters are the guys that were here last year. Other than you know, really Zedaria Smith and and uh, you know a couple guys on defense. But um, it is. I mean, this is well. It started day one when Mark Wolf said he expects this team to be super. You know what was his uh, super competitive or whatever his phrase was. Um, so no, they didn't. The, this ownership has no uh, interest in a rebuild. I mean, they're fans and they don't want to go through that. It's clearly right. And so, and it's, when you look at what they spent on the roster too, money wise, Judd. Mm-hmm. I mean, it would have been easy. I don't know how you would just come and say, okay, we're clearing house. You know, we're getting rid of cousins. We're doing all these things. I mean, it, it sounds good and. and theory but it's it's not really practical well yeah i think they could well if the day that they had hired quasi they they had agreed to reset things and possibly move kirk that that's possible but but you know i think between the wills they said no um and, and so yeah this is a grand experiment because this is definitely an experiment where where you perceive your team as and i do think that this is partially unfair but you do say it was all mike's fault and with mike on it's going to change things which hey look mike takes blame mike got what mike deserved as far as a coach goes i don't think that you can put it all on mike though it's also players as well yeah no it's it he's become the convenient scapegoat Um, and i think he's a big part of it but how much do you think too they looked at and said this roster has justin jefferson daniel hunter Eric Kendricks, Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook, and a quarterback who, however you feel about him, he's definitely, you know, uh, 
you look at his stats, and, and, and you look at that core and say, how would we go to them and say we're going to reset or we're going to rebuild it? I mean, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You couldn't. <laughs> you you would have moved them. Yeah, Justin, we're going to, you know, we're going to be bad here for a couple of years, but trust us, in year six yeah. NFL, you're going to be in a good, no, that's not going to work. I mean, he hasn't been to the playoffs in his first two seasons. You're trying to show him that you're building something. Um, you're building towards something. And so I, I think it was the, the logical path that they, they took. I think the very intriguing thing now, too, is this. So so my credo going into 2021 was, was no excuses now. Like like yeah. they, they, they brought back that team. That team was very disappointing, and people lost their jobs. So here's what I think going into 2022, which is super interesting. And I don't think it's being talked about in, enough, but – Nationally, certainly to a certain point, and locally for sure, there is an expectation that Cousins is going to be very good. And statistically, yeah. the dude is good. But there's an expectation that Kirk Cousins is going to be, with O'Connell now coaching him, a key part of the turnaround. So what I find, Chipper, to be so intriguing is this. The pressure on Kirk from day one this year is enormous because he's yeah. the next. Like, Like, there's no... So, so like, if it was n- no excuses for Rick and Mike, and they choked, they're gone. Kirk's yeah. next. So, like, Kirk is now the dude. You've got everything. If you're not successful with this team, you're going to be the next guy to be judged harshly. Yeah, because and he's and know, by that I mean wins too. I don't mean that's statistics. it. Yeah, and, and that's it because um, I mean, you know, Ben Gessling from up here did a story with him today, and and Kirk knows it's like. He's going to be judged by wins, and everybody brings up his record, and it's 500. And, and, you know, whether you believe too much is made of a quarterback win-loss record, sorry, when you make $35 million, that's, that's the deal. That's that's how they're judged. But it is interesting. I saw uh, Michael Irvin picked him to be the league MVP, and then I saw somebody – when I just got here to the – Schrager, to the right? Uh, yeah. Kyle, Kyle Brandt. Kyle Brandt, his buddy. Brandt, yeah, Kyle Brandt. I, just, um, I was just looking at the – they had it on there. He was uh, so two national, you know, uh, pundits picked him to be the the MVP, yep. which I, I find interesting. But you're right, John. I mean, you remove the, you know, what people say are the thing that's holding him back. The you know, Zimmer and his philosophy and an uh, you know, uh, underwhelming offense coordinator. Now you give him a guy who knows him, an uh, offensive minded head coach, uh, a guy who came from. Super Bowl winning team. So, th- in some ways, this is, you said last year was no excuses. This is kind of no excuses for, for him. For him, yeah. And um, and it will be judged because he's going to put up stats. I mean, we know that, right? I mean, he did it under Zimmer. Yeah. He's going he's gonna to put up big stats this year. It, it comes down to wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I always find that um, from, from the, uh, Advanced metrics football folks, I always find uh, the crapping on quarterback wins to be a intriguing discussion. In baseball, I get pitcher wins, but you also yeah. have a different pitcher every single night. And so, but, you know, like them or not, ultimately quarterback wins, because ideally he starts every game, is how the quarterback mm-hmm. is just judged. Like, yeah, like it it's, is. to me, it's such a cop-out to say, well, quarterback wins are stupid. Well, what else matters? And by the way, the quarterback offensively has a the quarterback has far more control of a game on offense than a pitcher does 
I think. Yeah, and, you know, the, the one comeback in Cousins' defense last year was, you know, the defense was so awful that how does he compensate for that? Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking 18, Chipper. 2018 is the one that always sticks out to yeah. me because the defense was still good. You you needed to win the division and make a playoff run, and you didn't make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah la- last year, I am willing to chalk up as a mess, as a complete yeah. mess. But, yeah, ba- yeah, the last two years were bad. They basically yeah. had fallen apart. But I agree, like this, you know, yes, everything's new. And so that's going to provide, uh, if things go wrong, you know what the response is going to be. Well, it's a new coach, new system, how you know, how you expect it. But you have the same core players around you, and that offense has to be better. I mean, it just does. And I think a lot of that starts with, with play calling. I keep going back. To, I look at this offense and think that they didn't finish in top ten in scoring the last couple of years is – when Justin Jefferson is putting up historic numbers, um, it's just, it's unacceptable. Am I, you know, I just, I don't see how that, you can say that that was good enough. Whereas Zimmer always said, yeah, we had a good offense. Well, not really. I mean, oh, yeah, you had okay offense, but it wasn't top 10. It's hard to say a top, you know. So, um, but it, yeah, it's, it's, and the other thing is, Judd, I mean, clock's ticking here for Cousins. I mean, it's not like he's going to be here another five years. Um, and I think he knows his however long he stays here is depending on how many games his team wins. Now, if they get on a deep playoff run, then maybe you keep extending them. Otherwise, they are going to turn the page at some point if if you just continue to be a you know a fringe playoff uh, team. Shiver, how much do you think he, he can also make adjustments to? Because I do think that the the offense is going to be ideally suited for for him. I you know I mean O'Connell is is as we've seen, uh, bending over backwards to create here a Cousins-friendly atmosphere. But yeah. when it comes to making the throws that O'Connell wants him to, to make, how like what's your expectation of, of the reality of what O'Connell wants uh, versus the theory of, of what he's talked about wanting? Physically, yes. Uh, mentality to be determined. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think he can make all the throws. I think he has, you know, his physical skills and his arm, I think, are, you know, tremendous. It's just um, can O'Connell push the buttons that uh, gets him to move a little bit away from the risk-averse nature that he has? Not saying he's going to go out there and be Stafford and make throws where you're like, oh, my gosh, that, you know, that was reckless. I don't think he's ever going to get to that point. Um but maybe a little bit more in between yep. and more willing to take chances and live with mistakes and yep. know that, you know, the payoff is sometimes worth it. So that part, I don't know, Judd. I mean, I just think you sort of who your personality is, who you are. We'll see. I, I don't know. I mean, what do you think? I think ultimately it's going to be difficult. Here's the, so here's the X factor that I think is going to be incredibly interesting to watch. So the relationship, in my opinion, and they're obviously good friends, between Thielen and Cousins and the dynamic there has been intriguing. Uh, And certainly there have been times where Thielen gets frustrated and definitely confronts Kirk. Uh, What's going to be so intriguing to me, though, in this 
season is Justin Jefferson. Third year, yeah. I think he's done. I think he's done holding his tongue if that's what he did at, at times. I do think he's sincerely a good guy. Like like he comes off yeah. as a good guy, but I mean he is now entering superstar range. He saw Jamar Chase go to a Super Bowl. His friend, who who now there's some perception, right or wrong, nationally, that Jamar Chase might be better than Jefferson. I think Jefferson becomes the most important guy when the offense comes off the field to go to Kirk and say, you need to throw that ball in, in very forceful terms, which I don't think he's going to be shy about doing this season. Yeah, and was it last year or his first year where the microphones caught him in the back of the end? First year. Yeah, 20 because like, it was empty. The stadium was empty. That's right. Yeah, it's like you got to throw that ball up, you know, or whatever you say. I can't remember what he said. Throw but. the flag route. He's, he's yeah, and that, so and he's probably comfortable enough now that yeah. he will do that, and um, I assume comfortable enough in the relationship that you know he'll say because Jefferson's such. A, I don't. If it happens, I'm sure TV cameras will catch it and it'll be made into a big deal. But I think it's more the competitive nature of Jefferson saying, "Hey, I can beat this guy." You know, throw the ball here. I mean, you know, I'm, so. Um, it wouldn't be a quarterback if your receivers aren't kind of screaming at each other on the sideline, right? Right. right. I mean, but in a constructive way, in a way that's not going to be counterproductive, right? Oh yeah, yeah. I'm not saying like a brawl. Yeah, I don't think it would be. Um, mm-hmm. But wide receivers are competitive. They they want the ball. They know, you know, they want the quarterback to know where they can get it to him. But I, I agree. I mean, to me, this is all about. Um, how many times have we heard Justin Jefferson say? He's desperate to be the best player in the, the best wide receiver yeah. in the league. He's not just saying that off the cuff. I mean, he has in his mind what he wants to accomplish this year. And so he's anticipating that, right? Yes. And he is one guy who I am buying what he is selling. So, like, I, I, I buy this. Like, I've heard a lot, you know, we, we both have. We both heard a lot of double talk and I want to be the best. You know, I mean, God bless him, but K.J. Osborne coming out and saying, I'm the best number three receiver. First of all, who cares? <laughs> Second of all, come on, dude. Like, like you've had a great camp. That's awesome. Just go prove it. But Jefferson spent two years proving it. And yeah. so so I, I am buying that what he says should carry a lot of weight. Um, dealing to me, my one gripe is when he gets mad, it almost looks like he's whining at times and complaining yeah. and I get tired of that. The officials, oh, you're screwing me, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, and I get he's competitive. But with Jefferson, I mean, he is a superstar. And and yeah. I think, I think Chip, when you cross that, that, what's the word I'm looking for, threshold here? Like when you cross that line from, oh, you're a really good, you know, potential star player to a superstar, what you yeah. say, if it's said in the right way, carries a ton it's of weight. Way, yeah. Well, it does. Yeah, and I know they've got a way to really elevate Cousins, and this is his team, and um, empower him. It feels like this whole camp has been about empowering, or since O'Connell took over spring and and yes. you know summer and fall. But it's been Kirk Fest. This is this is Jefferson's team, right? I mean, this he is the face of this team. He's your best and most popular player, and um, and so yeah, I mean, when he when he says something, it, it does carry a ton of weight. So. Um, but I'm, you know, in saying that, I'm still 
I still think Dalvin's an al- alpha in that in that team in that locker room. And I'm curious. To, I'm curious to see how he's used and what kind of workload that he gets. Um, that's why I, I'm just curious to see how this. We, we, it used to be so much run, run, Dalvin, pass, you know. And then um, I'm curious to see how they marry, you know, Dalvin in, in this passing game. Yeah, and. and um... Cook to me definitely carries weight. Thielen does too. I just yeah. think what you said is right. I think this is Jefferson's team. And and look, I mean, to be very, very clear here, and this is saying a lot, Justin Jefferson is the best receiver this team has had since Moss. And I don't think it's particularly close. Like, I don't think that there's a, well, this guy was really good too. I mean, Percy was fun, and but, but he had problems. You know, he was yeah. not on the field all the time. Justin Jefferson is flat out a superstar, and I don't, and I don't think that you can look at at, at him and say, "Well, he's got to show more." I mean, in two years with show more <laughs> some questionable defenses, like I'm, I'm cool with him there. So <laughs> he has more receiving yards than any receiver. I know. Yeah. I know, and, but but he wants to show more. I know he does, but I mean, I'm, I'm, I think that's awesome and good for him. Yeah. I'm good yeah. with what I've seen to to say. Yeah. Okay, dude, you are you are superior. When when we when I mention personally, at least for me, Chipper, when I mention Moss and like Jefferson, yeah. that's about as high a praise as well, you could possibly yeah. go. Yeah, because you're talking about one of the greatest ever who you know who totally changed the game. So um, yeah, it's going to be fun. I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see this offense. I'm curious to see how this defense looks. You know, I still have questions about their cornerback rotation. Um, mm, yeah, I agree is, is, you know, I know Dantzler, I, I think, played probably better than Perception last year because of the way Zimmer, you know, uh, treated him early. But um, is he, you know, ready to be that guy? And do you have the depth there? And, I mean, to me it's, you know, Bradbury and and the cornerback rotation is one and one A on top of concerns, I would say. Yeah, does Peterson uh, start to age? Because he's, you know, he's he's in great shape, but he's not young now. And the other one, too, and I believe I saw some legitimate tweets from this guy, and it concerned me. Uh, Shannon Sullivan, who who is uh, the former Packer, who is now going to be the nickel corner. Shannon Sullivan... I think it was with Arif Hassan of the Athletic. He he saw some stuff he didn't like and like responded. And I'm almost positive it was him. Um, and, and that's the Bashad Breland thing. It always concerns me when it always concerns me when a player who's at at a position where you can definitely be criticized lashes yeah. back because it's like okay, that to me often insecurity, nothing more. Yeah, yeah, you're wearing up the wrong thing, you know. And yeah, exactly. You know, it worked out well for Breland. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know anything about Sullivan. Um, I assume he had an okay camp. Uh, we'll, we'll, you know, we'll get more answers from that. But I, I do like their. I like what they have um, front seven. I mean, I think that you know, getting, uh, getting that solidified, getting Daniel back, getting Smith in. Um, I, I think they're good there. I am. I don't know if bounce back is the right word for Harrison, but I don't think he had a Harrison Smith type season last year. I mean, nobody in defense had a, you know. Right, Kendrick, so I, same way. I, 
I think you know getting better players on the field and him feeling more comfortable with with who they have there and not trying to cover up for guys. I think you're going to see more of the Harrison that we're familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, is Bynum, you know, the guy? Is it seen before long? I, I just think there's there's real questions in that secondary. Um, I like the front, except for for the the uh, position that that was vacated when they let Watts go, and, yeah. and now they've got. <laughs> Jonathan Bullard is atop the depth chart. Who knows the defense, but I think he yeah. is a jag, just a guy. And yeah. <laughs> and then after that, they, they've got that uh, Blacklock, who they acquired from the Texans. I'm a little bit concerned about that one spot, like just as far as what, what yeah. you're going to get from that. Yeah, I mean, I like Phillips and Thomason. I think they're going to be good. Um, I I would be lying if I sit here and said I know much about Bullard. Um, I know he's I know nothing around. I, I don't know, so... Um, I mean, obviously they, they like the fact that he has familiar with the system and the scheme. So, so that has to amount for something, but, you know, I think having Kendrick and Hicks, you know, inside, I think two veterans there that Kendrick's we saw, it still makes great plays. I mean, you saw some in camp or a couple of interceptions he made. I still think he's at the top of his game. So I, I mean, we talked so much about the, I think this defense is going to make a big jump. I mean, they were so bad last year. They couldn't stop the run. He couldn't, Stop anything. Um, right. I just think they're going to make a big jump, and I think that's what's going to be, you know, the difference. Um, but again, I just have questions about the secondary and how much depth and even your front line guys are. I, I think it's fair to say this: the entire thing is going to hinge on two guys: can Daniil Hunter and Zadarius yeah. Smith stay? healthy because if they do i am looking forward to i mean if they create the mismatches that they've threatened to with with like lining up against guards and centers i think that could be that that will help every single side of that that defense because now the quarterbacks are going to have to deliver the football quicker so i really that to me if if i was coming at it from a fan's point of view completely yeah. Uh, this hinges on th- those two guys because I think they're going to create mayhem if they can stay on the field. Yeah, I wrote a column uh, first week of camp on. To me, it's a sliding scale when someone says, "How good is their defense going to be?" Well, tell me how many two, how many games those two are going to play. You know, if you tell me they're each going to play thirteen games, I think the defense is at least thirteen. I think the defense is going to be pretty good. If they have issues and they don't play that much, then that's a whole different story because. I, you know, I say that I'm concerned with their secondary. Those two guys can mitigate the concerns. Oh, God, yeah, because the quarterback's going to be like, I'm, yeah. i got to get rid of the football. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, to me, you're 100% right. It totally depends on how much those two are able to be on the field. So in, in our, our first uh, predictions, shippers, uh, schedule-wise, that we did, I think it was shortly after the schedule came out, I landed on 8-9. Yeah. and nine. I did it again, and we made our predictions on the Tuesday show, and I was – 10 I was 10 and 7 where yeah. I changed was yeah. I changed two home games Dallas was one of them and the Colts was the second one I changed those from losses to wins I think this yeah. team I I really think that that this team at home on that turf with a, with a I think it's safe to say rejuvenated team and fan base is going to be very yeah. good the road I think might be bumpy but I think 10 wins Get you in as a wild card. I think. Yeah, well, I think because I, you know, 
the NFC, you start looking around like, all right, who's great in the NFC? I mean, AFC looks a lot different, you know. Oh, um, hell yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I like, like so I said, I, I kind of went back between uh, 10 and 7, 9 and 8. You know, I think either one of those are realistic. Um, if, you know, barring just widespread injuries and all that, I don't, I think this team is better than, than finishing with the losing record. Now, could they get, I see, you know, 11 or 12 wins? I think that's overly optimistic. But I think 9 or 10 wins, um, you know, I think that's realistic. I, I still have some, you know, if they do start getting some injuries, I wonder about their depth because they have replaced with some young guys. Um, yes. Oh, yeah. And so it, you, you'd be relying on a lot of young guys. So that's where, I think that's kind of where I settled on 9, just, Injuries inevitably are going to happen, and I just don't know about their depth. But I don't know. Will nine wins put you in the wild card mix? I don't know. Well, Probably it's not. It's what six? It's six playoff berths now. Yeah. Is, or is it seven? It's seven. 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 It's seven. Seven. Yeah. seven. So, and I think the Eagles made it. What? What did uh, Philly finish with last year? And they they were like the Vikings, and they were the last wild card yeah. team. So I I think there's a a possibility, but I'm with you. I just think it's, I think this team, unless they get the wrong guys hurt, which yeah, yeah for any team changes yeah. everything. Um, but I think this team has too much talent with what they brought back. And if yeah. O'Connell's system works, which I'm assuming it should, um, it doesn't mean that things are going to be perfect, but I think 10 wins is very fair. I think 10 wins yeah, and being I mean, good at home and that home schedule is not un- unless things change greatly with the opponents. It's not like it's it, a, a murder's row. It's manageable. It's, it's absolutely manageable. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the thing we don't know is 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 so many games come down to final possession, final you know, and they were just her- horrific in those last year. Right, but that was um, but but that was their own fault. Fo- like like because they were good enough to be. That wasn't bad luck. Second. Yeah. No. 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 That was just right. For one, they put themselves in that situation. Yep. Um, they were good enough to not be in that situation. But but by and large, NFL is a, you know, that's how it is. They're close games. And there's no track record to know how O'Connell's going to handle that. And that's the, you know, the great mystery here. My advice, dagger opponents. When you have a chance, yeah. dagger them yeah. with that offense. If yeah. you can score 14 more points, score. Like, that's the one thing that drove me crazy was this team yeah. didn't and has not. Uh, for a long time, daggered opponents. Dagger the damn opponent, especially at <laughs> at, at home, so they don't have a chance. You know, take their like will, t-shirt. take their will to win away. Take their will to be yeah. there away. Send them home in a body bag. That's what you got to do. All right, yeah, Chipper, foot on the gas. That's right. Enjoy, uh, enjoy all that comes with the week one Wednesday access, which is full of nothing but great conversations <laughs> with forthcoming <laughs> coaches and players. I'll talk to you next week, Chip. All right, brother. We'll see. You. See you. Bye.